Hey, church family, it's Pastor Frank. I wanted to give you a great big shout out from sunny Orlando, Florida. And by the way, yes, we made it through the storm. And I promise you, so will you. After every storm, there's always sunshine. It's going to get better. Anyway, I wanted to encourage you about next week's special offering. You know, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 6, that every one of us should purpose in their heart what they ought to give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And basically what that means is we ought not to be thinking, what can we afford to give? But rather, God, what do you want me to give? Giving is a matter of being obedient to what God lays on your heart. And so I want to encourage you this week, be prayerful to do your very best to give above and beyond your normal tithes and offerings to fund the vision that God has called us to as a church family. And I promise you that as you give in obedience to the Lord, that God will make every grace abound toward you individually so that you'll always have everything that you need for every good work and also to be a blessing to your family and to enjoy life. And so be prayerful about next week's special offering. Before I go, I want to give a great big shout out to one of my dearest sons in the faith, Pastor Marcus Gill. He is here to share an amazing word with each and every one of you. He is the man, the myth, the legend, the social media guru. He's got a word from God on his heart that is going to bless you. So will you stand to your feet and give a great big, the best welcome that you can to Pastor Marcus Gill. God bless you. I'll see you next week. Thank you. He looks like such a dad, doesn't he? How many of you are glad to be alive this morning? Hallelujah. Let's do this. I just need I just need 10 people. It don't have to be everybody. It doesn't have to be. But I just need 10 people that know that God is good and that God is up to something good and that this week is going to be a week of good news. Just give God a 30-second praise right where you are. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let's just rejoice. Come on. Open your mouth. Let me hear you. Let me hear you shout for a minute. Hallelujah. Has God been good to you? Now, that clap you just gave and shout you just gave, that was for your mother-in-law. I said, let's give Jesus a clap and a shout. Come on. <laughs> I know it's early, but God's been good to us, hasn't he? God's been kind to us. And I really believe this by faith. I know I'm not the only one in the room that believes this, but I believe that though we are approaching the end of 2022, God still isn't finished blessing us. God still isn't finished opening doors. There's some things that you prayed for at the beginning of the year and you haven't seen it happen yet. Or maybe perhaps it was a goal for 2022. But you know what? I'm under the sneaky suspicion that there's nothing impossible with our God. And that between now and the end of the year, if you had a big dream for 2022, it can still come to pass before Christmas. How many of y'all believe that in this room this morning? It can still happen. And that's one of the reasons why even at the first service, I'm turned up. I'm turned up all the time. I don't even drink Red Bull. I'm just always hyped. It's just in my blood. So if I do a backflip, you know, blame it on Jesus. I'm just excited about life. And I'm excited about being a child of God. How about you? Before you be seated, before you be seated, I want to honor your pastor, Pastor Frank Santua, who literally God used this man to shift the trajectory of my life. I was a, I'm still a young man. I'm 36. I just turned 36 in October. So I'm still a young man. But when I, when I was just a little bit younger, 
I was just confused about ministry, confused about my journey, confused about what to do next, how to do, who to do it with, who to trust, how to build. And when I met Pastor Frank Santora, we had coffee at Starbucks and that coffee meeting shifted my life forever. I've never been the same again since those moments. I've never been the same again since those conversations. I've never been the same again since his prayers and his words of wisdom. And when you see me, if you see me be successful, if you see me soaring high in in the ministry, if you see me doing the work of the Lord with a spirit of excellence, we're going to thank Jesus. But we also have to say, man, when I see that guy, Marcus Gill, doing great, you got to thank Pastor Frank because God used him to position me for the great position that I am in today in the kingdom and not just as a preacher but even as a father as a man and as a mentor to others and so I'm saying this to let you know you have a jewel in a pastor your lead pastor is a jewel he is a king he is a world changer he is a people changer and if nobody else appreciates him Marcus Gill is going to raise his hand and say, I appreciate that guy. Can you give a great big hand for your pastor? Pastor Frank, I know he's not here. I'm sure he's watching to make sure I'm behaving myself today. But we love you so much, Pastor Frank, and we thank you for who you are and for all you do in the kingdom. Amen? Please be seated all over the sanctuary. I'm ready to preach just a little bit. I want to thank God for my wife, Dominique, and my daughters, Madison and Macy. They didn't make these services. They're not turned up like I am this early in the morning. And so uh, they're going to meet me later on for the five o'clock service in New York City. But I want to thank God for them this morning as well. And of course, to all of you, God's people, the leadership staff and the leadership team here at Faith Church. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your hospitality. And thank you for welcoming me here as a as a member of this family. And I want to say this, too, while we get into the scripture. Continue to push these young people at Faith Church. Continue to push them. To see that video and to hear about the things that are happening with the young people here at Faith Church and see how it is that God is moving amongst them and how God is working with them and God is using them and dealing with these young people. Continue to push them with all you have. Amen? There is something awesome happening in the world right now where it is that uh, there's this misconception that young people aren't interested in God and that my generation and younger has no interest in God. And what I'm saying is there is a new hunger coming from young people. There's a new hunger. There's a new fire in, in your children, in your grandchildren. Even my little four-year-old and one-year-old daughters, they love the Lord, man. And they love church. If I put church on YouTube, they're, they're locked in. When I tell them we're going to church, they get excited. And so I'm excited about the fact that Faith Church is one of the greatest demonstrators right now. And you all, your children, your young people, your grandchildren, your nieces and your nephews that are fully functioning and are part of the youth ministry here. I'm glad to see that this church is going to be like a flagship ministry for what it looks like to have young people that are on fire for the Lord like never before. And so continue to push them. Amen. Are you excited about that? Yeah, that was a good place to say woo and a good place to clap. So thank you for that. Continue to back them up. And by all means, stand with your pastor next weekend for your great big Sunday on November 20th for all the great things and the vision that he has for this ministry and the awesome things that you're getting ready to accomplish. Amen? All right, let's go to the book of John. John chapter number 10. John chapter number 10, verse 
Number 10, very famous passage of scripture, very popular passage of scripture. John 10, and we're going to go straight to verse number 10. One of the most famous scriptures in the Bible, and I love it because if your Bible looks like mine, well, let me not lie, forgive me, Lord, this ain't my Bible, this is Chris's Bible. I got a call last night from American Airlines, I left my Bible in the seat pocket on the plane. Now, thank God they have it. That Bible means so much. That I almost cried, man, when I, didn't, when I realized I lost that Bible. That Bible been all over the world. My grandfather gave me that Bible when I did my first sermon back in 20, 2007. So I'm glad they called me, but this is Chris's Bible. Thank you. I'm going to preach 10 times better today because I'm using your anointed Bible, man. All right. So John 10 and 10. Can we stand for the reading of God's word? John 10 and 10. And if your Bible looks like Chris's Bible, this will be in red letters. Because we're going to hear from Jesus. Jesus is talking to us. Jesus is speaking to us. If you have it, say amen. John 10 and 10 says, the thief's purpose. Wait, what version is this? NLT, okay. The thief's purpose is to do what? Steal and kill and destroy. But Jesus says, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Now, the King James Version that we grew up in in the old Pentecostal church with the hole in the wall and the organ and, you know, the no air condition. It says, the thief cometh but to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you would have life and have it more abundantly. Now, that's the version that makes you want to have church a little bit more, right? Jesus says, I come that you would have what? Everybody shout life. life. Say it again. Say life. life. Say it again. Life. life. And life more abundantly. In the same vein that Pastor Frank has been teaching on double blessing, I want to talk to you today about the abundant life, the impartation of abundant life. You may be seated. The impartation of abundant life. Abundant life. I've come. I've come. I've come. Jesus says the thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But now, and I have to pause there for a minute because over the years, oftentimes, when we hear this verse, we hear this scripture quoted right away when we hear about the thief and how the thief comes to steal and how the thief comes to kill and how the thief comes to destroy, right away, the first person we think about is who? The devil. For some reason, Christian, we love to think about the devil. Every time someone goes, it's just the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil. And it makes sense. But in this specific text, in the context of this text, as Jesus was sharing with the brethren there, Jesus wasn't actually talking about the devil himself when he mentioned the thief and what the thief comes to do. Jesus was talking about leaders who had no integrity. Leaders who were doing wrong. Leaders who were... Uh, leading people in the wrong direction. And he was warning the people saying, the thief, these people that you're trusting in, these people that you're believing in, these people that you are following, these folks that think in their mind that they have rule over you, they are not carrying my spirit. They're not carrying my character. They're not like me. They're not Christ-like, so to speak. They've only come to steal from you. They've only come to kill you. They've only come to destroy you. Now, when you go deep into the revelation of the text, and as you grow in God, though, though the specific context of this text, 
Jesus wasn't speaking specifically of the devil himself. We have an understanding that the thief's character, as Jesus is speaking of here, it is inspired by evil. It is inspired by the enemy's way of doing things. So it's not necessarily wrong for us to see the scripture and say, yeah, the thief comes to uh, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And we know that that's inspired by the enemy because all of us in our lives right now, we are battling some type of enemy in our life that's trying to keep us from walking in the abundant life that God has given us. I know somebody in this room has a perfect life, but if you're like me and maybe seven others in this room, the position in life that we're in right now is not a perfect position. Who am I talking to right now that can be honest about that fact? That life is not perfect right now. Life isn't perhaps the way you desire for it to be right now. Life isn't where you want it to be right now. Guess what? That is indeed the thief at work in our lives. To steal our dream. To kill our dream. To destroy our dream. Maybe you're an entrepreneur in here right now and things haven't been on the up and up like you want. It is the enemy's job to be a distraction in your life. To try to kill your vision, try to kill your flow, destroy your flow, and ruin the potential outcome of your dream. Maybe your husband, a wife, and you believe in God for better days in your marriage. Yes, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy your marriage. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy your children. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy your family. The thief comes to steal, kill, and maybe even try to be a distraction in ministry. But one thing that Pastor Frank taught me years ago, when I was, I came to him crying, and I said, Pastor Frank, nothing's going right in my life. I feel like I'm under a generational curse. And Pastor Frank said, no, Marcus, no, 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 no. When Isaiah told us that he was bruised for our iniquities, that meant that every curse that would come upon you to try to keep you from moving forward that curse was broken on the cross and when you accepted Jesus when the enemy would come to steal when the enemy would come to kill and when the enemy would come to destroy he can't do it successfully because that iniquity was already broken you aren't under a curse we are just under some demonic distractions that's why the Bible says in Isaiah 54 and 17 again, no weapon formed against you shall ever be able to prosper. But it doesn't mean that the weapon formed isn't annoying. Are you following me? But the good news is, with all these annoying things that are happening, and all these distracting things that are happening around us to make us feel like maybe the enemy is successfully killing, stealing, and destroying my life, the good news is God will use this season of your life, though it's not pretty, though it's not beautiful, though it might be an ugly season, he will use this season to prove his power. Yes, I'm allowing you to go through the tough time because on the other side of this tough time, I'm in existence to give you abundant life while you're in the trouble. One thing that I've learned, one thing that I've learned, and I don't know who this is for, and this isn't even a part of my notes, but it's quite prophetic. Don't look for peace after trouble. Don't look for peace after the enemy decides to stop trying to kill you, destroy you. Peace is for the middle of trouble. Peace is for when you're in the middle of difficulty. Peace is not for after everything is over and you're ready to celebrate. Now I got my peace. No, peace comes while you're in it because the peace gives you the revelation that though you're going through a tough time, abundant life is still present and I can declare over your life for somebody who receive it. It won't be long now before you see the change. If you believe that, say amen. It won't be long now. It won't be long now. And so Jesus shows up out of all the trouble and out of all the difficulties, all the distraction. He says, don't worry about it. I'm telling you this morning, Faith Church, don't be so focused on what the enemy is doing in your life right now. Get focused on why Jesus showed up. Yeah. 
put your attention on why Jesus came. Jesus came not to steal from you, not to kill you, not to destroy you. But he said clearly in the word, I came that you would have what? Life. Somebody shout life. Life. Now if you shout loud enough, I might just do that backflip. Shout it again. Life. Life. I'm just kidding. (laughs) He said, I came that you would have life. Pastor's talking about the double blessing. Maybe that's why I'm so hyped up because I like that word blessing. If you're a Christian and you can't stand the word blessing, you're in the wrong group. The word blessings ought to get you excited. There's nothing wrong with getting excited about being blessed. Because when I think about how it is that there's a blessing with my name on it, so to speak, I get excited about the fact that now I'm able to now be a blessing for somebody else who needs a blessing. Are you hearing me, somebody? I put up something on social media the other day. And people got the wrong idea. It was just, I, I was, I was glad that it kind of, it went a little viral. But when I looked at the comments, I said, man, so many people still miss it. I took on Facebook and I said, in 2023, I want to give somebody $1 million. And I looked in the comments and I thought the people were going to be like, I feel you, Pastor Marcus. Me too. I want to give somebody a million dollars. You know what they were doing? They were putting their address, their phone number, their email. They were putting a little emoji hand, let it be me. They were even sending pictures of their family. They started doing all that as if my announcement to say, I want to give a million dollars to somebody was an announcement to say, if you want the million, let me know. But it was actually an announcement that I was making because I was saying, Lord, I want to be blessed so to the point where in 2023, I can give somebody a million dollar check. And the idea was to encourage people to say, me too. To get the idea that if I can give you a million, that means the Lord has blessed me to the point that I can be a blessing to others. Are you following what I'm saying? Jesus came that we would have life and have it more abundantly. We see that scripture, we get excited, and it's a blessing. But a greater understanding in this scripture is that Jesus didn't just show up and say, here's the blessing and we're supposed to just run off and enjoy the benefits of the blessing. This was an impartation An impartation from Jesus to show up and give us something. When there's an impartation, it's literally a spiritual transfer. The blessing is a spiritual transfer. Let me show you this word impartation and the definition. To have an impartation, for Jesus to come down from heaven and say, I'm going to give you life. It's more than just, I'm going to give you a car, I'm going to give you a house, I'm going to give you more money, I'm going to give you a fine man, a fine woman, I'm going to bless you with everything you want, I'm going to allow whoever you voted for to get in office, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's more than just giving you what you want, but it's literally a divine impartation. Everybody say impartation. Watch this here. An impartation has to do with the giving and receiving of a spiritual gift. The giving and receiving of spiritual gifts, blessings, healing, baptism in the Holy Spirit, etc. For the work of ministry. This is what it means to receive an impartation. So the impartation of blessings uh, for the mature believer is have an understanding of financial prosperity comes with it. Material wealth can come with it. But that's not my priority. The impartation of abundant life. In fact, I want you to write this word down. The word zoe. Z-O-E. The word zoe in the Greek. Zoe is the word for life that can only come from Jesus. 
So sometimes when I'm preaching, I like to oftentimes give words in the Greek and in the Hebrew because the English language is so limited when it comes to scripture and comes to biblical understanding and biblical study. I love the English language, but oftentimes we have to be intentional about going back into the Greek and maybe going into the Hebrew and discovering some of these words in the Greek and these words in the Hebrew so that it can stretch our understanding and stretch our revelation. Somebody say Zoe. Zoe. Yeah, Zoe, life that comes directly from Jesus. Now, I'm going to give you a few words in Hebrew and a few words in Greek today because it'll help you remember it. But then also, I want you to take these words and go and teach somebody else after service today. When you see your family this week or you see your coworkers and they ask you about church, share some of these words with them and kind of teach them and educate them to help grow and expand their knowledge. Zoe life. So Jesus came to give us Zoe, life from heaven. Now, Zoe is very heavy. Zoe is a heavy word. Heavy. I mean, it's powerful because it, yes, describes life that only comes from Jesus, but it's life that can't be destroyed. Life that can't be canceled. Life that can never become toxic. It's perfect life. But then it goes even further. Zoe life is described as the blessing of life in the afterlife. But it also describes the blessing of the life that we experience right here, right now. Don't be the believer who has limited faith in how God can give you abundant life. Some folks, they're just so hung up on abundant life only means my life in heaven. So they're waiting until they die and go to heaven to be able to say, I finally tapped into the abundant life. That's good. In fact, that's the greatest form of life that we can have. But I don't believe that Jesus wants us to be limited to only desiring to experience abundant life when we die and we go to heaven. There is a blessing for us here. There is prosperity for us here. There's abundance for us here. There's success for us here. If the only life of abundance that Jesus wanted us to have was going to be life in heaven, he would have only wanted us to be in love with him, but never be in love with his principles. It's the principles of Jesus that positions us to have a good life here. And I'm not saying that every person that calls themselves a child of God is going to be a multimillionaire or a billionaire of some sort. That's not true. I want to be one. But hey, listen, that might not be for everybody else. But I tell you this, as a child of God, all of your needs ought to be met. You ought to have enough, watch there, to take care of your responsibilities and then have enough to do something that you enjoy every now and then. But most importantly, have enough to be able to bless somebody else in need sweatlessly. I do believe that God should bless us. God will bless us to the point to where when a fellow brother or sister in your family or brother or sister in your church comes to you and asks for a loan, you don't have to demand that they pay you back, but you can bless them and say, hey, it's on me. Take care of it. Don't worry about it. I believe that that blessing does come for us while we're here on earth. So be a child of God who is willing to accept that blessing and walk in the fullness thereof. If that's you, say amen. So abundant life. Zoe life, life that gives us power, life that gives us good success, life that opens doors for us that literally no man can shut. Life both in the physical, life in the spiritual, and life in future eternal existence. The word abundance, I want you to write this word down as well. The word perisos. I told you we was going to learn some languages today. Say that with me out loud. Parisos. Come on, say it with some umph. Parisos. Say it like you're from over there. 
kind of roll the pee a little bit and then let this kind of drip. You got napkins. Don't worry about it, right? Let's do it. Perisos. All right? That's the Greek word for abundance. Did I put it on the screen? Now I have to explain to you why it is that we went to the Greek. So when we say perisos, so we think in Jesus saying, I can't say the whole thing in Greek, but I can change the word abundance. I came that you would have. Sounds good. Anybody from Greece in here? Yeah, wonderful. Are we doing okay? Thank you. Uh, She's like, all right, you got it. You're almost there. The Greek word again. Say it again. I came that you would have. Now, this is why you get excited. Because when you go beyond English and you tap into the Greek, you look at the word prisos and it says, this means to have an exceeding measure. Exceeding measure. All right. Of rank or need over and above. More than necessary. It means to supersede need. It means to have exceedingly, abundantly, supremely, something further, more and much more than all. So to go above and beyond, when we see abundance, there's no such thing as average abundance. When Jesus said, I came to give you life and more, life more abundantly, I'm not giving you average abundance. I'm not giving you average blessings. He says, I'm going to bless you. I'm giving you an impartation of exceeding, of overflow, of more than enough, more than you can ask or think, more beyond your need. Are you hearing me, somebody? More than what you prayed. You can pray for one thing, but I'm going to do more. I'm going to go above and beyond. This is what abundant life means. So this means that as Christians, we never live average lives. Our lives are always above average. Our lives are never just mediocre. Our our lives aren't just ordinary. We live at a level of blessing and abundance that is above and beyond ordinary. It's extra. It's just big. And you know what? Everybody doesn't always understand how it is that we live such large and extravagant lives and good success. But that's just the abundant life that God has given us. And we are supposed to walk in this glory and walk with this power with great confidence. Because watch this, we're not taking the glory for it. If our light is going to shine in the world, God can't give us an average light. He can't give us average abundance. He has to do the exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think. Like Paul said in Ephesians 3 and 20, so that the world can see the greater benefits of being a child of God. Are you hearing me somebody? So that the world can see, why would I become a Christian and why would I accept this abundant life that they speak of if their life looks just like mine? No, he has to give it to us in above and beyond fashion so that the world, the unbelievers who need proof of God's power can see the power of God on us in a way that's above and beyond what they could ever dream or imagine. How many of you are glad that God has given you that life today? I mean, I love it. I absolutely love it when people have to ask me, what is it that you do for a living? Who are you? Why? Man, there's just such a glow on you. You just seem so happy. You're just always above and beyond. You just seem so good. You just like you're just good at life. Like how y'all looking at me right now. And this dude is too excited at nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah, man, I'm carrying abundant life. I can't help myself when I talk about this. Are you following me? God's been good. God has proven himself. I've got Zoe. I can't be defeated. I can't be broken down. I can't be canceled. 
There's a double blessing on my life. Why? Because I've accepted this impartation from Jesus. I refuse to be bound by what the enemy comes to do. Sure, he's trying to kill, steal, and destroy my life, but I've got an impartation of Zoe on me, so I'm living a life that's exceedingly abundantly above all I can ask or think. So yeah, I shout even if I got to shout by myself. Anybody else in this room just as excited as I am about the life that we have as believers? I really believe what I'm talking about. Somebody say Zoe. And then say Perisos. I'm doing good. Yeah, oh, so yeah, thank you. So now, impartation has to do with what? The giving and the what? Receiving. Of the spiritual gift. The receiving of the blessing. Often we focus on what Jesus gave us. But not often do we focus. On how it is that we intentionally receive it. One of the most disappointing things. That I've experienced in my life as a ministry, in, in ministry. Is to see so many people talk about what God can give us. And what God can do for us. Without actually receiving it and walking it out. I want to receive all that God has for me and walk it out. I want to be a living example of what it looks like to have Zoe. I want to be a living example. I want when people see me that let your light so shine before men that they would see your good work and glorify the Father. I want to be that statue. I want to be that example. I want to be that guy that people know when I walk in a room, something changes. The environment changes. The atmosphere changes. I want to be that man who, where there's chaos, when I show up, chaos dies. I want to be the guy that if I walk into a city and poverty is at an all-time high, I can get with the leaders of the city, have a discussion, put together a plan, and we'll see poverty go down. Are you hearing me? Abundant life comes upon us so that we can make change. There's some benefits. I'm going to give you seven of them. Seven benefits. Of this impartation of Zoe life. I'm still talking about double blessing. Everybody say double blessing. Seven things I want you to write down. And for whatever reason, I came up with all P words. I have nothing spiritual to back that up. It just just so happens. That there's just all these words start with the letter P. So I'm just going to roll with it. You ready? You don't sound like it. You ready? Come on. Are you ready? Seven words. I want you to write these words down. And when you get these words, I want you to visualize this blessing come upon you in double portion fashion. Here it is. Number one, one of the greatest impartations that we received when abundant life was given to us by Jesus. Number one, you receive peace. Now, how much peace are we believing God for in this evening? A double portion of peace. A double portion of peace. Number two, with abundant life, we receive, say it out loud with me, power. Come on, say it with authority, power. Number three, we receive, say it with me, position. Position. Number four, with abundant life, we receive the gift of prophetic insight. Prophetic insight. I'll talk a little bit about that when I come back. Prophetic insight. Number five, the word that a lot of people are scared of, but I love it because I know what it really means. We receive what? Prosperity. Number six, with this impartation of abundance, we receive protection. 
Numbers. Where we at? Seven. We receive provision. And then number eight, this last word. This is the one where we have church and we get real deep. The paracletus. Or the paraclete. You know what that is. You know who that is, should I say? Because we don't call the Holy Spirit it. We refer to him as a he. So we receive peace, prosperity, position, prophetic insight, prosperity, protection, provision, and the paraclete. Some would say sometimes the paracletos, which is the Holy Spirit. Now, all of these, I want you to visualize yourself for the rest of this week because we're rolling with double portion. This is all coming to you in double portion fashion. A double portion of peace. Say amen, somebody. A double portion of power. A double portion of position. Now, let me show you what I mean when I say position. See, everybody in this room has a position in the kingdom. Everybody in the room right now has a position in the kingdom, has a position in the world. And you might not realize it because this position doesn't come with a title. It might not come with some big position or some big office. But every Christian in this room right now has the position of leadership. Everybody in this room is a leader. Whether you know it or not, somebody is watching you and they're looking at the demonstration of your life, hoping to maybe be like you because of who you say you are. And with abundant life, God gives us a great position in life. He positions us to lead so that we can expand his kingdom. And so that we can glorify him even further. So he gives you a position with abundant life. He gives you prophetic insight with abundant life. The ability to see into your future. Oftentimes we call it discernment. Sometimes you just be knowing stuff. And you're thinking, something told me to do this and something told me to do that or something told me to do this or not to do this or not to do that. It's not just something. That's God working in you, giving you insight. Showing you direction. He gives us prosperity, of course. He gives us protection. He gives us provision. And the paraclete. The greatest impartation, the greatest gift that the Lord left us when he ascended into heaven is the Holy Spirit who empowers us for life and for service. Who empowers us to be representatives of the kingdom of God at a level greater beyond measure. Who empowers us to win souls. See, all of the blessing and all of the, the double blessing and all of the anointing and all of, all of this abundance. You know, at the end of the day, it's not really for us. The peace it's not really for us. The power, the position, the prophetic insight, the prosperity, the protection, the provision. It's really not for us. It starts with us and it benefits us. But God has to do all of these things for us so that we can be in the right position and have the right spiritual resources to be able to be a production station for blessings for people in need. One of the things that I've learned in life when I talk about harvest time and I talk about harvest life. And I talk about being blessed. And I talk about prosperity. I try to get folks convinced. And oftentimes we talk about prosperity. And we talk about the blessings of the Lord. And people lose their mind because they first think selfishly. My greatest breakthrough came when I realized that the blessing of the Lord that maketh one rich and addeth forth no sorrow according to Proverbs 10 and 22. It was never about the blessing of the Lord making me rich to make me rich and to just give me what I want. The blessing of the Lord that maketh one rich and addeth forth no sorrow with it 
does benefit the individual, but it positions us to release that blessing of the Lord. Or AKA in this message, to release the abundance that we receive from Jesus, to now release that abundance to somebody who's never heard about him. The Bible says in Psalm 37, verse number four, I'll close with this. He said, if you delight yourself also in the Lord, he'll do what? He'll give you the desires of your heart. So delighting myself in the Lord means the more I pray and the more I spend time with the Lord and the more I worship, the more I roll on the floor, God's just going to give me what I want. No, that's not, that's not the story. The story there is the more we delight ourselves in the Lord and the more we focus on him and his way of doing things, our desires then become his desires. And as a result of our desires becoming his desires, he then gives us those desires. Make your desire to be not just a receiver of a double portion blessing, but ask God to give you the desire to be a distributor of double portion blessings. Because as Jesus made the impartation of abundant life to us, now it's our responsibility to receive it, and now we become the imparters to those in need. Amen? Did you receive that today? Come on, stand up real quick. Let me pray for you. Is it all right if I pray for you real quick? Father, I thank you for this moment. And I thank you for this word. And I thank you for giving me this opportunity to minister to these, your precious people. I pray that this message has touched somebody's heart as we're in the mind of being a blessing, being a blessing, being a blessing being not just receivers of the abundance and not just receivers of the blessing, but yes, Lord, being distributors of the blessing. I pray, Lord, that every man and every woman under the sound of my voice, yes, as we delight ourselves in you, our delight becomes your delight. And then our desires become your desires. Let us be receivers of impartation. But more importantly, Lord, let us be givers of impartation. That in every way that you bless us in double, you give us double so that we'll have more than enough to release to others. And as one thing that is held in a storehouse too long would go bad, Father, we don't hold things to go bad, but we release them so that this fresh anointing that you've released upon us can be released on our family members, our friends, our co-workers. Even our enemies, Lord, need the blessing that's on our lives. So Father, bless us beyond measure. And allow us to be distributors of the blessing in this season. In Jesus' name we pray. And we all said together, amen. 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 And amen. Come on, give the Lord a great big hand.